Okay. Hallelujah. So I was surprised. I'm surprised to be here. This was an unplanned uh, visit. <laughs> Where uh, Pastor Keith, I told you, was going to minister today, and his son did end up testing positive for for COVID. Pastor Keith has had no symptoms. So far, he's feeling fine, and he has to quarantine for some days, and then uh, he'll also be tested. So I uh, just want you guys to definitely keep them in your prayers, and if you have his contact information, check on him. See how they're doing, would you please? Um, and uh, before we leave, we'll, we'll make sure we all pray for, for them together corporately. So before I get into my message, because I just saw on the announcement that Bruce said that I'm going to give you a detailed update of Hannah's progress. <laughs> so before I do that, is it okay if I encourage you for a few minutes? Yeah? Good. I, I, uh, I, I, I think one thing that we might not understand is the phrase like, when our faith is tested, you know, um, I, I think all of us, not just, and you guys, I, I don't, I know we talk a lot about Hannah, but I mean, that's our, it's like up in our face right here. It's, she's our top priority. And, um, you know, God is really doing a lot through this situation. Uh, it's not just saving her life. Like he is using her to impact other people and it's, it, and using this situation to impact other people's lives. And it's been really, really awesome to, to watch God. And so, uh, even though I'm encouraging you, I can't help but bring up what Hannah is going through and my family is going through. Like even like today, my son's with me and, uh, were he came up because this week was my birthday and then next week is his birthday and so we were gonna just spend a whole 18 hours or well probably 36 hours together and this is the second time I've seen him in five months so I know a lot of you are going through that where you haven't seen your family and um, you know you can, it was so strange to come in today and not be able to hug anybody and um, that's I'm ready for things to get back to normal although we want to make sure that we're patient and trusting the Lord. So anyway, as I encourage you, I will be bringing up Hannah. Um, but the, the, the thing, the scripture that I was leaning on today and what was just yesterday just running through me is in James. It's, it's the first chapter in James. And you know what? I read it in... Um, I actually read it in the translation, I mean, the, the Passion Translation, and uh, it's, it was just awesome this morning uh, I, and yesterday, but uh, it says, when you look at James 1, verse 2, I want to read, just hang out here for a few minutes. It says, my fellow believers, and you guys all know where I'm going, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties... See it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. And I, I, I remember before the situation with Hannah, that was something I couldn't understand. Like, I, I didn't really grasp what, what do you mean? Like, it's so, 
nothing but difficulties. And you, you can experience joy in that. And I, I relate it to, I relate it to now, today, like, you know when you're sick, you really, you're like so sick, you're in bed sick, like you can't go to work, you can't do anything but be sick, and you're in bed. And then, and then the next day you're feeling better, and the next day you feel better, and, and then you realize, you're like, oh my goodness, I forgot how good it feels to feel good, to not be sick. And I, I, I think this means many things, but I, I can relate it to that. Like, when we're going through difficulties, it really amplifies the times that we're not going through difficulties and where the joy is. And it brings a contrast to our life where we're able to compare and really be able to enjoy the good times. You're like, you want to enjoy it even more because you know, oh, okay, I know about difficulties, right? And so... If you keep reading, it says, For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up power within you to endure all things. And you know, as I, as I was going through, for me personally, as I was going through this season, and especially in the beginning when Hannah was on, on life support and we, and we didn't know what was going to happen, uh people would say to me, like, your, your faith is so strong, your faith is so strong. Like, that was a reoccurring statement to me. And I was, like, just meditating on it. And I was, like, it, it's, uh, like, they were proud of us for, for keeping our faith or, you know, stuff like, and I was, like, well, what do you mean? What, what else would you do? Like, it's, it's, that's the thing that we have to lean on. That's our strength. That's where everything good and powerful comes from, right? It's the only thing, yes. So, for you know that when your faith is tested. So, this is, this is Jesus' brother. He's talking to us, right? And so, this guy knew Jesus his whole life. Like, he understood things that we, none of us probably will get to comprehend about the Father and about who Jesus really was. But I, I, I know whenever he was writing this, like he knew that the testing of faith that we talk about, like this kind of testing that, he's, that his brother, Jesus' brother was talking to us about, is a test to actually prove to us the faith that God's given it to us. This faith comes from God. It can't, God, the Holy Spirit gives us this faith. It's a gift. Every one of us has a measure of faith that's been gifted to us from the Lord. And so this kind of testing is a test that shows us what, what that faith is, that, that mustard seed. What is it? It's like a testing that causes the faith. It's like the Lord is saying, I gave you this faith, but I want to show you what it is. I want to show you what it is. So then he takes you through difficulties to show you what he's already put inside of you. It was already there to get through it. And then what happens is once you go through one, one testing or proving that the faith is there, proving that your strength is there, then you get to go through another one. And it's like, even in the proving, your, your faith is growing. Your faith like grew and it prepared you for the, for the next test, which is 
as you continue to, to read, right? It stirs up power within you to endure all things. It's like empowering you. And then in verse four, it says, and then as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. And I, and, uh, it's like, um, I'm, I was thinking of how to like, what, like examples or metaphors, but it's like today I was with my son and we were, um, I, I kept talking about how hot it is outside, right? It's, I mean, guys, I've been in a hospital. It's freezing in there. I have to wear a sweatshirt because <laughs> it is so cold in there. And so when I come out and it's 106 degrees outside, I mean, that is very hot to me. <laughs> and so my son, who is an HVAC technician, he's like, Mom, this is easy peasy. This is nothing, you know, because he's up in 120 degree or I don't know how hot, the hottest it gets. But he's up working in that kind of temperatures. <laughs> So, how much? 130 degrees. That is hot, right? So for him, 106 degrees, he's like, "Ooh, this is this is nice. This feels good," right? <laughs> but for me, I was like, "106 degrees, this is hot." And I was just thinking about like because people have texted me and they're, you know, because I see you guys are going through difficulties. Every one of us are going through difficulties. And they're like saying, well, it's not as difficult as what you're going through. And I just want to say, yes, it is. Because it's your difficulty. This is what I wanted to encourage you today. Like, what the most difficult thing that you're going through is your most difficult thing. It's like, if, if Christian had to go in a 140 degree attic, then that would be more difficult for him, right? Like you said, he hasn't welded in there yet, so that's gonna increase the heat, right? <laughs> so then it'll make it more difficult for him. Do you understand what I'm saying? Was that, I don't wanna be too deep, but I just want you to know, like, don't feel bad, like, for thinking your situation is difficult when you look at somebody else who is going through something that seems to be more difficult. Like, you be in your moment and you let God prove your faith wherever you are because it's difficult. It, 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 this didn't say anything about things being easy, or maybe sometimes you're going through difficulties, but this is talking about when it seems as though you're facing nothing but difficulties, like constant difficulties happening around us. And you know, we can go through and name all, a lot of difficult things that we're going through. But for me, what has gotten me through it and what's helped me to, uh, I mean, it, it wasn't anything I had to work at, like to focus on my faith, it was what I, it was like having um, a belt on or, or my keys to the car. Like it was the tool that I used to maneuver through the difficulty. Does that, do you understand what I'm saying? Like it was just there, it was always there with me. I never had to say, oh, I'm, I'm wavering in my faith. Like I never had that thought, like it was like, my faith is what got me through it. Do you understand? So 
just know that your faith is being tested, but it is being tested. God is testing your faith to show you what he's given you and to empower you to, it says, to stir up power within you to endure all things. And so I know one of our friends said that this experience is preparing you for your next difficult experience. And you know what? That's unavoidable. That's absolutely unavoidable. The next difficult situation because it's coming. It's just let the Lord prove to you what he wants to prove inside of you. And it's, um, I think when we are experiencing difficult times, it's all about how are we going to think about it? Like how, what, choose how you're going to think about it. And for me, I remember in the very beginning, um, which was back in April, you know, Hannah's on life support. We didn't know what was going to happen. And this whole five months has been a lot of unknowns and we, we didn't know. And so I don't know if it was like her third circuit change, but Bruce and I were in the chapel and I was walking back from the chapel to the, cause when they're doing procedures, they don't want you on the floor. And so I was walking back to the floor and I asked the Lord, I was like, Lord, what is going to happen? Then I was like joking with him. I was like, wait, 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 wait. if I can't handle it, don't tell me. <laughs> but what he told me, he says, I'm teaching them a new thing. And I knew at that time, whenever the Lord spoke to me that, I knew at that time that Hannah's case, the com complexity of her case was preparing them for at least another five or six more children that are going to come behind Hannah with just as complex cases. And they're going to remember what they learned with Hannah and they're going to be able to quickly help those other children. And I, I knew that. And so just remember, anytime the Lord speaks to you, you should know, have a more of an understanding of what he's talking to you about. And I will say one other thing that I've learned through all of this is I have no idea what God is doing. <laughs> I mean, the, you know, the more you know about God, the more you realize you don't know about God. Like, yeah, that's been me this <laughs> Like, yeah, I thought I knew you. Hmm. It's always, which is interesting, always fun to know and learn more about him, right? And it's good to, it's humbling. I think that's, a, that's humbling to realize you just, you don't really know. So the other scripture that I had tonight to, to talk to you about is in Psalms. And so, you know, we have been doing this devotion with our family every night or with Bruce and Hannah and me. We've been doing a devotion every night. It's um, Derek Prince. If you ever ask me who I listen to, I'm always going to tell you Derek Prince. I love him. He's such a great Bible teacher. And one time he said that someone after his message came up to him and said, whoa, that message was so deep. And he was, like, that was heartbreaking for him because his goal always was to simplify the gospel. And so I just really encourage all of you, which I've told you before, but he has an app 
Look up Derek Prince Ministries in your app, um, wherever you get your apps, and download his app. It's way, way, way awesome. So awesome. It's for free. Ton of information in it. And Hannah loves him. She understands what he's saying, and it's real easy even for kids to understand. He simplifies it really well, but it's, you're always just learning something new also. So anyway, so this is Psalms 19. It was in our um, devotion last night, or was it the night before? It's one time this week, it was in our devotion, and it reads, so, you know, David is talking about, um, well, let me read it. It's Psalms 119.71, and it says, The punishment you brought me through was the best thing that could have happened to me, for it taught me your ways. Like, that's the, um, the Passion Translation. And then listen to it in the Amplified, and I'll tell you why I'm bringing it up. It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I may learn your statutes. Now, how many times have you said what you went through that was difficult was good for you? <laughs> right? Like, whoa. I mean, whoa. He, David really had to have an intense revelation uh, of who God is to know that the difficulty that he just went through was good for him because he learned more about God. You know, and it's like, so whatever you're going through, this is, this is what I wanted to say, what, like the point of that, whatever you're going through, find out what God's perspective is. You know, that's what helped me the most is I knew, I knew what God's, pers what he was doing. I knew his perspective. I knew, because he told me before I even asked him what was going to happen, he said, he told me, he said, look at what you can't see. Like he audibly spoke to me, look at what you can't see. And of course we all know we can't see him. So I know he was talking to me about focusing on Christ. And so a, a thing that I've always known to do when, you know, in my relationship with Christ is to find out what is he thinking? What is he doing? What's going on from his perspective? Because our perspective is not the same. Like I would never have said uh, or allowed Hannah to get sick. I just would never have allowed it. And we know we are telling Hannah that God did not do this to her that this is this come this autoimmune disease comes from the devil and we never say that it's her disease she never says it's hers it's we call it the disease uh, because it doesn't belong to her and but you know we all know the scripture what the devil intended for good for evil god uses for good right we know that scripture and that's what we taught Hannah like through this like you know, you didn't deserve this. You didn't do anything to to get this sick. Like, nothing you did. No one deserves to get sick. And even Hannah today, she's like praying for the COVID situation. And she's like, nobody deserves to get COVID. Nobody. We all deserve, really, if we have God's heart, he wants all of us to be forgiven. He wants all of us to be healed. He wants all of us to be loved and accepted. All of us, not any one of us would he wish harm on you know he wants to heal all of us that's why he sent his son to die on the cross and so so Hannah is 
I think we're about four weeks into this and Hannah's starting to wake up off of ECMO. As she's telling me, the f I'm, you guys, this is the first, pretty much the first thing that Hannah told me about her situation. She said, you know what, mom? I'm glad this happened to me because it brought me closer to God. And like, if all of us could have that, could have that perspective, like, of, like, she had it, what David had, like, she, she realized, she knew immediately. She said, Mom, I feel so much better. I feel so much better than I did before all of this happened. Like, she said, my heart, I feel like I'm good inside. I don't feel hurt or, or um, bad inside. I think, what was, I think what had happened is she'd been sick for a while, and, and we, no one really knew that she was sick. It was, it's, it was hidden. And I think she was actually feeling that feeling bad because of the disease, um, not really because of her, but it made her cranky and irritable. And I, I, I think that's what she was talking about. Like, cause you know, they had her on, they had her on ECMO, um, and it's uh, life support that does the work of the lungs. It completely supports the body and does the function of the lungs, which, um, and for Hannah, they ended up also having to, um, support the heart, but really what they had to do is they had to control the heart. They had to put her on, on I forget what, it's v, VAV, or it, which means um, the lungs and the heart, so that what was happening is her heart was working harder because it was trying to pump blood into both of her lungs, but the lungs were collapsed, so the blood couldn't get in there, but it, the, lung, the heart still was trying to do its job. Like, no, I'm, I need to get this blood into the lungs, but they're collapsed and they're not, they're sick and the blood was not going in there. So there wasn't damage to the heart. They just needed to control the heart and slow it down and get the blood pressure under control and the heart, heart rate under control. And uh, so um, anyways, so she, by when she wakes up, she's not feeling the sickness anymore because she has so much support from that, that machine. And so she was telling us how good she felt and, and that it did bring her closer to God. And, um, uh, sorry, I lost, I lost track. I, I, I um, that announcement <laughs> distracted me. There's a storm coming. So Lord, we thank you. We, uh, we thank you for going before and after that storm. And Lord, we thank you for going before and after every storm in our lives, that you are always with us. And, uh, you know, that's, that's one of the things of when he's testing our faith, like he's wanting us to know he's never going to leave us. He's always with us. And I, I, I know in here, every one of you, I know, you know, you've been battling probably some of you, it's your most difficult season you just came out of, or maybe you're in the tail end of it. And, uh, You've kept your faith, and I've watched you guys do that. Even though I'm not, you guys probably think I'm not seeing what you're doing 
but only because I don't have a lot of time to respond. Me and Hannah have been praying for you and uh, blessing your lives, and um, and even uh, which I think we're probably face we're live right now. But uh, that's what has also kept me in all. I mean, I'm in all one of medical, like completely in awe of the science, medical science, and wow, that they could actually have a machine that can take blood out of the, out of the body, get the carbon, uh, carbon dioxide, right, out of the body, and then filter in oxygen, and then put the blood back into the body. Like, whoa, that is like so amazing. And then they have this... Um, Dialysis, you guys, we're all, we know about dialysis, but I don't think we know about dialysis, you know, like what it does, that it actually, actually does a similar thing where it's purifying the blood, it, our kidneys purify blood and um, the dialysis machine does the same thing. It gets the toxins and things, the impurities out of our blood and, and then um, I don't think it filters back in anything, but, but anyway, uh, it's just amazing, uh, medical science. And then uh, one thing that I've declared over my children and all future generations, which I think some of you who know me well have heard this before, but I've declared over us that we are always in the right place at the right time. And I say that over church in one accord all the time. And I tell you what, time after time after time, of Hannah being in the hospital, God has had the right person in the right place at the right time. And they, they have saved her life six times while she's been there. And it's been because literally within minutes, or hours, the right person was there with the right idea. And uh, I remember one night I was, Bruce, it was when Hannah was real critical and if you guys remembered or knew that Bruce and I were up at the hospital, that was always because they, they didn't think Hannah was going to make it. So if we were there, um, that's why we were there. And so Bruce and I were there this one night, and they thought we were asleep. And what they do is in rounds, the doctors come and the nurses, and they all gather, and they talk about the plans and stuff, what happened that day, what's going to happen the next day. Well, they thought we were asleep, and I'm eavesdropping. Because, <laughs> you know, they're going to talk more freely when the parents aren't around. <laughs> and so doctor, her doctor, she can't name names, he said, this is the most complex case I've ever had. And I'm telling you, this, like, this panic just came on me. Like, I just, you know, I didn't want to panic, but it just came on me. Panic came on me. And then God reminded me of what he told me in the hallway when I was coming to the unit. And he said, I'm teaching them a new thing. And when he did, my, my, it just, boom, that panic went away. And just overwhelming warmth and peace came over me. And I went right to sleep. And, and uh, another time, the Lord, what he spoke to me is that, um, uh, uh, he didn't speak to me. He reminded me of things that he had spoke. He reminded me of a dream that I had. I remembered before Bruce and I even dated, I had a dream that he and I were married and Hannah, uh, that we had a daughter together. And she was like 17 or 18 in the dream. And he reminded me of that dream. And I've only felt that 
you know the burning that the disciples talked about when Jesus came back and they were walking with him and they were saying, didn't our chests burn? I had that burning in my chest when he reminded me of that dream. And, um, and he also reminded me that he has given me strategic prayers for four generations out of her children. And those, the, the, that's what helped me to sustain my health is because he, I mean, my, my faith, my, my mindset, my, my peace, my joy, my, my strength, like just remembering what he had spoke to me. And he's the one that's reminding me of, of all of it. And so I just want to encourage you, listen, like no matter what you're going through, whatever level of difficulty, it's your most difficult situation Listen to him. It's going to be difficult to do, but you got to make yourself, force yourself to listen to him. And you, and everybody, he talks to us differently. He encounters us differently and he will speak to you differently in different moments. And so be open to that. Like sometimes it's an audible voice. That's very rare. Uh, Most of the time you just kind of know things. Uh, They come through thoughts uh, I know I see things, I'll remember something, or I'll see a picture, and I'll have an understanding of it. And sometimes they're just like unctions, like you th- you're like, hmm, maybe that's what happened, right, or what he's saying. So just uh, off the top of my head, those are the ways I can remember that he speaks to us uh, through dreams. Um, so, uh, but what has... So let me update you on Hannah. Uh, I try to do a detailed um, update. <laughs> so how about I give you the good news first? Actually, it's all good news. I don't think I have any bad news. Yeah, yeah, it's really great. I am so excited about the power of prayer. I mean, the power of prayer. I, I, I have been, so a confession, There were times I couldn't pray. I had no, all I could do, all the strength I had was to to keep Hannah and Bruce in a positive mindset and myself. Like that's all I had energy for. And I really felt like Aaron, uh, you know, when, um, I mean, uh, Moses, when when Aaron and uh, uh, who, what, I always forget. Aaron and the other guy, they're holding his arms up, right? That's what I felt like, you guys, everyone on, on Facebook, everyone here, all you guys, your prayers, all the cards that came and still are coming in, like, and everybody just being so aligned with God, like, the scriptures that would come in, the cards that would come in full of encouraging words, and um, we just really, really, really felt that and have been in awe of that, and right now, I know, so that's been encouraging Hannah all the way up even to today. I think now she probably needs it a little bit more than she needed before. So cards, just, just, just a card in the mail. It really does something to her. Like it encourages her and, um, anytime, uh, like lately she's been going through the Facebook and reading people's, your messages that you're leaving and so all of you on Facebook Live, thank you for all your messages, your prayers, your, your um, thoughts. Uh, Hannah just loves all of you guys so much. And uh, she's actually going back and reading 
uh, through the old posts and the old messages, and it's really encouraging her. Uh, so any, you know, we've been stuck in a room, and you guys too, you're at home, and, and I don't know how quarantined you guys are, are or uh, some people I aren't, and some people are, so I don't really know, but if you're like me, you can relate to being stuck in a room and not even knowing what the sun feels like, forgetting what the sun feels like. <laughs> so, for, I don't, but for us, we have never felt alone in all this. Like, we have felt so supported by you guys and um, never felt alone through this whole thing. And it has been beautiful and really showing us God's design for the body of Christ. Like, really, like koinia, right? Our meanings, I miss those very much. But that's about leaning on one another. That's about building relationships, like the, the real, like, like the crisis necessary relationships, those relationships that you lean on in a crisis. And um, uh, we have really felt that through our friends, through people we don't even know. Like Hannah gets, Hannah gets so many cards, so many cards that lead out with, you don't know me, but... <laughs> it's, and it is so amazing how everyone is always so encouraging, so encouraging. I only got one weird message this whole time. Can you believe it? That's shocking. Like, that is like really shocking. I only got one weird message. And then the follow-up message was still weird, but... <laughs> But that's okay. If you're following the page, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay, teasing y'all about the good news, right? So some of you might know, but none of you might know. So Bruce had a meeting with the doctors this week, and they told Hannah and Bruce that she is most likely, probably going to be coming home in four weeks. So... Yeah. Yes. Praise God. It's huge. That's, yes. Very, 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 very exciting news. I had not posted that on Facebook. Uh, just hadn't said it publicly. So you guys are the first to know besides my family. I, and, uh, yeah, so I let them know already, but, um, yeah, so we're excited about that. We need to be trained. It's a, cause she's going to be coming home with the trach. And that means she'll be on the ventilator. And what's, so the ventilator, Hannah is on the lowest support. And she, uh, what it's actually doing is called CPAP. What it's doing is when she takes a breath, it comes behind her breath and just gives her a little bit support. It, it's kind of doing what the diaphragms would do. Like our muscles that are down here that cause us to oh, breathe in our lower lungs, open and close the lower lung. Well, imagine, so it's, so her left diaphragm has not been used in like four months, four months, that muscle not being used. Her right diaphragm muscle has been active, oh, I think maybe two and a half months. So it's a little bit stronger than the left. So Hannah still needs to work that muscle out. And then, of course, the left lung still needs to heal. Um, it, it is healing. The air leak that you guys might have been praying about, uh, 
it's so it seems that it's still there. They, it's hard to tell for them if it's still there, but what is not happening is so far, it's not filling up the left side of the chest cavity. It created, I think what happened, because that chest tube was in her left side for about six weeks, and it, um, it, I think it gave the lung, the left side, enough time to get uh, stronger and heal enough to withstand the pressure of the air in the lung. And so I think what's happened, and the, the surgeon thinks what's happened is it's created a, a enough pressure um, that that air leak is gonna seal off. And he said no, they normally do. Um, but he did say uh, it, if it doesn't, it might, she might need surgery to, to fix it. But man, I just, and he doesn't wanna do any more surgeries. Oh, and he's so, he's so awesome. You guys, the doctors that have been in taking care of Hannah, the nurses, like everybody is so amazing. It's just, you, you remember I said that I decree and declare over my children, they're always in the right place at the right time. Like I'm telling you, Cook's Children's Hospital was made for Hannah. Like it's everything that she's passionate about. Like meaning um, it, it meaning the therapies that they have, you know, they have art therapy, music therapy, um, they have the dogs there, like, um, and then child life, she's telling us she wants to be a child life specialist now when she grows up, <laughs> and wants to work for Cook's Children's, so we'll, we'll see what happens, and I would be proud of her no matter what she does, but, um, so, um, she had, I don't think I've said this on Facebook, but she had an MRI. Did I? Did I? Do y'all know about the MRI? She had an MRI, I don't know, two weeks ago, and uh, something like that. I don't remember. But um, right before she left the PICU to go to the transitional care unit the first time, they had the, her last day there, they did an MRI. And the the neurologist that came and talked to me, he told me, he said, He's never seen an MRI of someone who's gone through what Hannah's gone through look that good. Yeah, he was so impressed. And he was, he showed us two little tiny specks in her brain that were caused from ECMO. And um, so on ECMO, they had one of the cannulas in, so there's three arteries that go to your brain. And um, they had one of the cannulas in one of those arteries. So this is the uh, this is another miracle. The artery, the artery right here, going down to the heart. There was a cannula, and she had a uh, cannula in her artery in her thigh. Well, normally, what happens when someone's on ECMO is those arteries have to close off, like they just they just shrivel up and close up all of Hannah's arteries are completely functioning. All of them are functioning. And she was on ECMO for 90 days. That's like, that's Cook Children's record. They don't have, she broke their longest running patient on ECMO. Like it's, it, that's a miracle that all of her arteries are flowing and healthy. And, and even whenever they were removing the, the cannulas, they were like surprised at the condition of the veins, of the vessels, the, ar the arteries. They were, they were so surprised because here's like, 
that's part of her, the part of the disease, I mean, is vasculitis and uh, it attacks the blood vessels. And so um, for that to be functioning is awesome. No, no brain damage, no, you know, normally, because it's one of the cannulas. So what happens is your arteries going, going up to the brain, right? They're, it's going, they're going up to the brain. And so that's where the blood is, is going into the brain. Well, one of them didn't have the blood flowing to the brain. It was flowing into the ECMO machine. And so the, uh, you know, the brain was whatever, a third less blood going to it, but you wouldn't know. You didn't even know when Hannah, I don't know if y'all have seen her videos and stuff, but she, she's just looking <laughs> so good. And that she can sing with the trach. Have you guys seen her videos of her singing? Like, she, like that's not normal. That's not normal. Eating, uh, they said that um, a lot of kids, they, they told us before they put the trach in, that was one of the things the surgeon was telling us about, like she might not be able to eat you know, like there's a high chance she won't be able to eat. Shoot, she's, was eating, this, today she had roast mashed potatoes and green beans <laughs> for lunch. <laughs> yeah, yes, huge, so many testimonies. So, like, the tragedy of it is, to, is there, but the goodness of it is so overwhelming. The awesomeness of it is so overwhelming. Like, She's been invited to um, come uh, be on a television show. She's been invited to a couple of different youth groups out of state. She's uh, invited to go on a tour in Columbia. Like so many people are inviting her to come speak and share what's, uh, what God did and whatever. They just want to hear from her, you know? And, um, just all the people on Facebook too, like it's just so amazing. And she's she's just being herself, and that's the thing, you know. When when God uses us, it's shouldn't we shouldn't have to work at it, you know? It it just should there should be a flow that happens, and it should be uh, that look for the grace and and the empowerment of the Lord. So anyway, did I did I share enough? I, I don't really know what detailed update y'all were expecting, <laughs> but I'm just full of good news. It's such good news. Um, I will say this, because it's, I think I went over my time, but when, um, when Hannah comes home, we, she still is not going to be able to come to church. Like, she's still going to be needing um, 24 seven care. And, you know, she, she's learning, to, she's learning to walk. She actually is having to learn everything. She, I mean, she remembered how to talk right away, but her body, everything else <laughs> and to eat, you know, those little, but she had to learn to write, how to draw. Um, should see her pain. I think if y'all followed, you've seen, I, cause I, I've shared those, but she's still going through all of that learning stuff. And and then, of course, working out her lungs and her diaphragm. And I don't know. We don't have a timing of how long. Um, so we'll see. But um, Martha, did you see my text? Yeah. You texted me back? Awesome. Okay. So before, I just want to close out. 
in prayer over you guys. Is that okay? Is that that's okay with everybody that we pray? I pray over you, and I just want you to know too that Bruce and Hannah and I would pray for you guys every night. So you uh, you were very, very, very important to us. Yes, Martha. Okay. Yes. Yes. Well, um, well, Lord, you know, you know, every detail of our lives, you know, you've already written it all the way out. You know, what's going to happen, uh, before it happens in Lord, you even know our thoughts before we think them. And so father, uh, I, I, I ask that everyone that's listening to me right now that can hear my voice, Lord, that you would make yourself known to them in their situation, wherever they are, whatever difficulty that they are going through, and uh, let them be aware of who you are in that situation and what you're doing through the difficult situation. Give them specific details, Lord. Let them know and let them be comforted by you, Holy Spirit. Uh, We thank you, God, that you allow things that are uncomprehendable to us so that you can reveal yourself to us in greater ways, Lord, and we thank you for that. You, you, you use situations to reveal yourself to, to us, and we thank you for that, Lord, and we thank you for teaching all of us your ways, and this, uh, your ways are definitely upside down from ours, and so, Lord, I ask that in all of our lives that you would flip us right side up to your ways, Lord. Let us see things from your perspective. And Father, uh, Pastor Keith's son, Caleb, uh, he's been diagnosed with COVID. Lord, we ask right now that you would come into his room, Lord, encounter him in his room right now, Lord, and let him know that you're with him. And Father, we ask that you would heal him, quickly restore him to health, Lord. And Lord, we thank you for protecting Pastor Keith, that he will not get COVID, Lord. We thank you for that. And... um, Even as uh, Charlotte is at home tonight, Lord, not feeling well with a sore throat, God, we ask that you would heal her too, Lord. Be with her, heal her, uh, and uh, just minister to both of Pastor, even um, I think Doug hurt his tendon or something last week. Heal him, Lord. I ask that you would make yourself known to him and and heal him, Lord. And then anyone that is watching on Facebook Live, Lord, I ask that you would encounter them right now, Lord, and whatever they need, if it's healing, if it's finances, if it's uh, just a, a mental encouragement or an emotional touch, Lord, I ask that you minister to them whatever they need. And Lord, we thank you for the day that Hannah comes home and she walks through her front door and gets to see her puppy, Coco. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.